0: Hello, this is Todd O'Brien, your host, and welcome to Evolve the Entrepreneur Mindset.
1: My name is Shayna Brown, and I actually have three superpowers. One, I'm very tall, I can reach things on top shelves, especially at supermarkets. Two, I can parallel park like nobody's business. And three, I'm constantly underestimated which leaves room for me to impress people.
0: Today, we are in Austin in a historic recording studio, Tequila Mockingbird. We're here with today's guest, who is probably one of the coolest people in Austin and has an amazing story around her journey. She is highly sought-after audio recording ninja, With years of experience in radio, TV, film, music, audio editing, and what's called ADR, which is additional dialogue replacement or automated dialogue replacement, which is when there's a mistake that needs to be retaken when the audio is poor quality. She has worked with actors like Sandra Bullock, Matthew McConaughey, and she has recorded for Academy Award-winning films in TV like The Walking Dead, The Blind Side, Grey's Anatomy, and much more. She's a philanthropist and serves the community to impact social change. Welcome, Shay Brown.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: It's great to be here. This studio is amazing, and oh, thank, thank you. you so much for letting us be here in the studio recording this. These are going to be the best quality. I'm going to have to really <laughs> up my game on the rest of my podcast, but thank you for uh, hosting us here today. It's great to be here.
1: Thank you. Great to have you.
0: And tell us a little bit about the studio here It's uh, that's located here in, in this historic te- tequila mockingbird. It's called Shea Boom, which is not S H A Y like your name it's actually right. Shea, like C H E Z boom yes um, what's the story there what's behind that
1: well it's a little bit of a play on words so it's a production house okay is is the post production studio is a production house um also you go looping and at a looping house so it, Shay, and
0: looping is this ADR, is ADR. that I yes, was referring sorry. to okay yes
1: and C H E Z Shay in French means house of or house. So Shea Boom and Boom is also a kind of microphone. Okay. And it's a sound effect. We do sound effect work here. So just some wordplay.
0: That's really cool. And <laughs> people can find you on SheaBoomAudio.com. Is that yes, correct? Okay. that's right. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a really cool studio. It's got a great vibe as well. Thank you. Um, how did you get into recording? What's the story behind that?
1: One word answer is always nepotism. <laughs> um, my dad's a musician and I was homeschooled. So, you know, we just, I grew up at his feet in studios. He was, he was a studio musician. So it was all very comfortable to me. I, when I went to college, I needed a science, I need multiple science hours, right? Yeah. And audio engineering, digital audio engineering had just come out. Just, they, they were just starting classes in it and it counted as a science. So I took those. It was familiar. <laughs> right. And then I could help dad and because I was in the first wave of people learning this digital audio recording equipment, it was pretty I, I was a little bit of a commodity. It's like, hey, you know how to use this new stuff, come teach me. So i <laughs> You're actually, teaching all
0: the old guys who didn't know how to me, use it. Right? And it was and it
1: was people I knew I had known from childhood, right? Yeah. These people in whose studios I'd spent hours and yeah. hours and and they bought this equipment and didn't know how to use it. So I would go help them and I thought I wanted to be a music engineer, like I saw with my dad. And I tried that for a few years. It's not my, not my jam. It's late nights. It's a whole lot of smoking, either <laughs> weed or cigarettes. Uh, many, after many sessions, I would be hoarse yeah. just from being around that yeah. secondhand smoke. And also, it's really hard as a woman in that world. Yeah. I mean, this was a long time ago. I, so I started college when I was 15, which means I was doing these jobs when I was 15, 16, 17 right. at first. And my skin is thin right now. But back then I couldn't, I couldn't Mm. take how harsh of a world it was for a woman. It just wasn't right for me. And then as someone I knew from this world, a studio builder was building a studio for Robert Rodriguez, the director here. And he needed somebody who knew this equipment, Robert did. And so that my friend put us in touch and I worked for Robert Rodriguez on Spy Kids and learned the LA way to do Mm. ADR. So that was my introduction to ADR working with his sound team, and I realized that that much more fit my personality. It was, okay, we're going to start early because we're going to patch with New York or we're going to patch with London. So early call times, we worked normal hours, we had lunch breaks sort of, and it moved really fast, multiple pieces, very unlike music recording where you kind of set everything up and then you sit, you do a six-minute song and then you (laughs) stop and then you do a six-minute song again, over and over again. And so it, it really fit me and... That was the beginning.
0: You mentioned something about you know very male dominated world, yeah. and, and it still is. This, Absolutely, it's still very male dominated. But there are more and more, I think, uh, great female uh, leaders coming into this. How did you show up personally in that environment? Like, what, how did you find the sort of the stamina to show up in that environment?
1: I think being homeschooled was pretty crucial to that because there was no outward awareness. We didn't, you know, there was no focus on our appearance. I have two siblings Mm -hmm. and we were all treated the same. There was who cared what we wore or what we looked like, what we were into. It was about the academics with homeschooling. Unlike if I'd gone to high school where people would have said, well, well, you know, look at Shay, she's a nerd or whatever it would have been, whatever judgments, whatever trying on those other personalities and maybe me learning more about my outward appearance and, and how I show up. And I didn't do any of that. So in these studios, I I pretty much just, I became very shy and it's good as an engineer to be quiet mostly and, and listen, but I just sh- kind of shrunk back and I think I didn't bring my full force and I think, I mean, I'm in my late thirties and just now coming to terms with who I am as a woman right. because it's really not acceptable and yeah. in, in a lot of ways in this world I've had, I mean, as recently as in the past three months, I had someone call and insist that. Te- technically speaking, I was wrong, and he insisted on a Facetime call so he could look at my setup and show me where I was wrong. And <sighs> I'm convinced that it's because I have a girl voice yeah. and I'm a, a woman. Um, and of course he called, and he's the normal engineer of yeah. man in his fifties, big beard, gray hair,
0: <laughs> mansplaining for, like, over a call. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and
1: then finally, I I three way called in the tech support for this third party software, and they pointed out the error on his side. Oh wow, and. And and you know it's just that happens. Yeah. People walk in and they say, "Hey, I'd like a drink." And they turn to Dane, who's recording this, who's a man, and talk to him about tech things because it's yeah. just more comfortable.
2: Yeah,
0: I can't understand that. Like you can understand that, but it's very brave to see somebody and to hear somebody who's had such a great career on the backside of that is really inspiring.
1: Thank you. I I I mean I wish I could say that I felt brave doing it. I. I had no awareness that it was a handicap until I was far into my career. Hmm. And I mean, I'm working with another director who walked in and it was just the two of us. And I won't say who he was, but super well-known, right? Very famous guy. And he looked at me and said, Shay, I usually love that color hair, but on you, it looks terrible. And I was devastated. And that wouldn't happen with a guy. You know, they're, they're just things... Comments about clothing, but mostly comments about capability and competence and intelligence and this kind of discarding just because I'm a a woman and other things like there are engineering conventions where I can't go because I went to one and I, you know, I wasn't treated respectfully. I didn't feel safe. And, And that's a huge problem. And I have been in many unsafe situations because a lot of my clientele are men. And they see me as a woman instead of as a professional. yeah. and so I'm I, you know, I've worked on very clear lines, very public places for meetings, yeah. things like that that if I were a man, I wouldn't have to do. But I didn't realize any of this was a thing until, again, well yeah. into my career. And now that I know it, I feel like part of my duty as a woman, having made it, is to use that privilege and success to help lift up other women. And so yeah. I, I teach um college kids, and there's usually, at least a woman, if not two, in my class. And, but that's it. And I, I watch them and try to poke at them and say, hey, no, come on, stand up, speak up. And also, I think it's important to show those guys that as a woman, I can know these things and yeah. hey, I've got something to teach you.
0: Yeah, and uh, the credibility speaks for itself now, but when people are entering into that, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna pause here and take just a quick break. So we're here with Todd and Maddie. You know, something I've been thinking about lately is I just constantly on my computer and my phone and I look around, I see everybody's on their computers and phones. Like, where where is the community anymore?
2: Well, there's this really cool company based out of Austin, Texas called Hop, H-O-P, and they are working very hard to solve this problem. HOP actually stands for helping other people, and the entire goal of HOP is to build private social networks that encourage users to take their online interactions to in real life connections, where they're meeting these people that they're interacting with online face to face in some form or fashion.
0: So it's just bringing the community together again like it used to be
2: just like the good old days isn't it funny we've made all this progression and people want to go back but i think that we truly are craving connection and it shows
0: and we interviewed the ceo recently stuart Kime from hop and you can check that out on his podcast coming out very soon
2: so find out more about hop at hop dot life
0: all right, back with Shay Brown. What are you most excited about right now? I mean, you've done a lot of really cool stuff and met a lot of really interesting people, but what's driving you right now? What's what's your passion project?
1: I have a passion project that is exactly that. It's not for money, but a spinoff from a South by panel I did last year or this year on vulnerability with entrepreneurs. I've teamed up with a girlfriend uh, who's a fellow serial entrepreneur, amazing, brilliant woman. We've started a venture called the struggle club and Mm. we're doing our own podcast called the struggle bus and we interview people about we start out by telling the audience how amazing these people are but then we dig into what have your struggles been through this through your journey what is what have you had to fight back to get to where you are and we get real with people it's really fun that's great. So, so it's great.
0: Yeah. So the struggle, the struggle bus, the struggle bus, that's and the struggle be interesting is real. One. So watch out for that yeah. one that's coming out this next year. Or- uh,
1: yeah, we should be we should be live by December, I
0: think. Great. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. You. you know, you've been an entrepreneur most of your career, or a freelancer and a- yeah. entrepreneur. And how has the entrepreneurial journey changed you? You think?
1: I think I'm bolder now. I mean, even going from freelance to owning a business is a big, there's just, it's kind of like going from dating and living together to getting married. Hmm. Like all of a sudden there's a lot of pressure and it's me out there in the world. There's a vulnerability to just putting myself out and saying, hey, please use me, choose me, help me in this venture. Um, And this is me. This is what I have to offer and hoping that there is a marketplace for it, hoping that I haven't misjudged, hoping that then I can serve the clientele the way I anticipate and then make a living off of it and then potentially scale and have other people make livings off Mm. of it. And I think that I have gone from being a very shy, introverted person to a shy, introverted person who's capable of getting shit done. I can be bold. (laughs) I can do whatever it takes in the name of the mission. I don't think I had those guts before. I think, you know, maybe it took going through this to find
0: them. I I like that, and I like being able to see you articulate your journey of, like, um, finding this confidence in yourself is what I'm hearing. Yeah. To be able to be more bold and be who you are in this, and it's not about the surroundings, it's about who you are. Yeah. And that's uh, great. I mean, that's an incredible journey that you've been on.
1: It's important to find that, especially given the outside constant questioning of, are you sure you're our engineer? Yeah. Are you sure you know what you're doing? And my first thought is always, no, of course I'm not sure. I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Maybe you should wear this, uh, you know, one of those those wigs, a uh, bald wigs that yeah. have like a little, you know, <laughs> the donut hair and yeah. then you just pull it off at the last minute. <laughs> like, just kidding, I'm actually a woman. It's, it's really great to hear you talk about your journey. So thank, thank you, for, you. Sharing, for sharing that. Um, I have a couple more questions for you around creativity because what you do is <clears throat> very creative. And it requires, um, it requires probably a lot of thought process and like seeing the whole picture. And I just wonder, how do you personally define creativity?
1: I think it's magic. I think mm. it's all of the individual chemicals and experiences and passions and the amount of sleep we've had and the things to which we've been exposed our entire lives and the deficits and the overflowings of love and attention and accolades and failures and all of that, I think it all turns into we, you know, we have a fire inside and all of that gets channeled. And that's why we have, we all have separate passions. We all have separate causes that ignite our philanthropic sides. Um, creativity is just, it's opening up to the world and then opening up to what's in you and seeing what that looks like. Wow. And trying to bring it to bear on the world.
0: Really powerful words. Thank um, you. So, thanks for sharing. And I think, you know, the last thing that I really would like to just hear from you is how has the relationships around you, you know, your family and people you love and care for, really empowered you in your journey as well as an entrepreneur? Because it takes a, it, it you know, it takes a village.
1: Yes, it does. It's, not, it's
0: a very lonely place to be. And even in your situation, you described seems even more lonely. Like how have these relationships empowered that?
1: I think I've learned. I, and again, late thirties, just just really learning mm. how important it is to choose the people around me. And when I started this company, I was told by so many people, "There's no way you can make a living doing post. this. There's just <laughs> not a market big enough for this." Um, one of my superpowers is being underestimated, which sounds like the worst superpower ever. But when I'm underestimated, I get to knock the socks off everyone around me, and I I enjoy that. But I'm at a place now where I. Just choose carefully the people who are around me who have a lot of energy and enthusiasm and believe in me so in the times when I don't, they can help encourage me. My family is amazing and um, they're there to cheer me on, but also here to keep me humble and remind me that I'm here in large part due to privilege, right? Being born white in Austin when I was, that's a large part of my success. And then friends and, you know, my husband's an entrepreneur and he's my constant cheerleader. Uh, even has an outfit just kidding no outfit <laughs> uh, but it's really important to have people around you who believe in you and even the most confident people need that
0: I think yeah I agree yeah. well thank you so much for sharing your story with us thank and you being here me. and hosting us in this uh, great of place of <laughs> audio.com so go check that out and also look for the struggle bus that's coming soon thank you and thanks for joining us thanks for having me